Warning, the following conversation includes topics on indoor cycling, virtual racing, and Zwift. Deal with it. From KLM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And on this episode, Michigan cyclist Alex Tenelshoff takes us on a deep dive of everything Zwift racing and what it took for his team, the Finesse Rockets, to earn a premier spot on the Zwift Racing League. Season 2 of which begins on Monday, January 11th. But before we get into that, Sheldon, should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Happy New Year, Sheldon. Happy New Year, everyone. Do you believe that... um, Wait, wait, wait. Which one of us went to music school? I think you know. (laughs) I was just going to say, do you think people believe that uh, I am a professional musician? (laughs) Hey, man. Happy New Year. Is that in quotations? Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't... No one at home can see it, but I'm... Yeah, heavy quotations. Air quotes. Um... (laughs) Happy New Year, Sheldon. 2021. Happy New Year, Trevor. We are here. It's fantastic. Hopefully it's... 2020 a... is behind us. Yes. Let's leave that year behind us. Are Let's you a... Um, I know everyone talks about this, but are you a, like a New Year's resolutions kind of guy? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm sorry. Well... <laughs> I, I feel like you were hoping for me to be an... Yeah, I, well, I'm, mo- just, I'm just mo- moving on, I guess. <laughs> uh, what about you? Are are you a, a New Year's resolution person? No, not really. But you know, it's it's always like I think. So for- you're gonna get on me because I'm not, but you're also not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's definitely a time for all like a fresh start. So um, I am I'm I, looking yeah, forward to one. as as all of us are to a uh, a better 2021. New year, Sheldon. New bike for me. Yes, a new bike, and it is sexy, dude. It arrived um, yesterday. I think I, I ordered it. I'm pretty sure I ordered it in 1998, and it finally <laughs> came yesterday. It's so hard to oh, get your bikes. Oh, new, your new 26 arrived <laughs> finally. No, yeah. Um, I arrived at a few. Uh, I arrived. I uh, ordered it a few months ago. It actually didn't take too long. Um, but, but what I, is it? I got a brand new um, Giant Revolt. It is yeah. the high-end GRX build with carbon wheels and and best bike I've ever had. Um, that is, it is beautiful. You sent me a picture of it yesterday, and it is pinup ready. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic, and I am excited to ride it but not in the weather outside right now it is slushy snow (laughs) it's gonna stay inside for a long time (laughs) is that ever gonna actually see a dirt road (laughs) yeah (laughs) it will um but it'll it'll take a while um i went with the two by i don't know if we've really uh, talked much about 
two by versus one by, but I really I wasn't sure. I mean, if uh, if you're going Shimano and GRX or or whatever, um, you know the one by eleven. I don't I, I I don't really love the flexibility of that. If I, if it was a twelve, mm-hmm. maybe if it was a SRAM, maybe I'd think about going one by. But uh, I'm a, I just love a two by, so I went two by. Oh well. Now your your last gravel bike that was also a two by correct? It was a two by, yeah. It's a climbing bike for sure because you have a thirty one thirty four. I think that's what Alexi said he was using um and uh at uh, BWR in Utah yeah. was that thirty one thirty four which is which is a pretty big gear which is great or a small gear I always get those wrong but um <laughs> but man she is she is great and light like and it's light. super light. <laughs> It might be lighter than my road bike. Um, I'll have to check that out. But for sure, the wheels are lighter. But I, I am I am super excited for that. So it's a good way to start off a year with a new bike. Yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not a fat bike, unfortunately. <laughs> and it seems like this is, again, another another winter and still no fat bikes for Sheldon or I. <laughs> no, neither one of us. And right now, it, it actually is good fat bike weather. We got snow, we got ice. So you and I are naturally inside on the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, something else about the new year, you know, it seems like there is a little bit of, um, and I'm hesitant, but there is a little bit of optimism, I would say, um, with the season, um, the, the, the racing season. And I know like mm-hmm. we, we can't get too excited, but, um, there's a, several local races have been, um, um, have, have released some dates here in Michigan. The Michigan gravel race series have been, has been, um, pushing like a, a signups and all of this. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm hoping that something fingers crossed, fingers crossed that, uh, we'll be able to get some racing in this year. Um, now and, have you registered at all? Okay. I was just going to ask you this. Um, I have not, <laughs> so I, I. <laughs> maybe I'm not that optimistic, <laughs> but, uh, I'm watching from a, a careful distance. Yeah. Um, I will, and I may, I may, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how, how I feel about it. I think I'll probably end up signing up for, um, the, the race series for sure. And, yep. and then also, I'm not sure what the first, um, Michigan gravel race I will sign up for. I, I'm probably, I'll probably wait a like a, like a month or so to kind of see how things are going but uh what about you like what's what's your plans are you gonna you're gonna try to do uh, some gravel racing know, and the plan is there I've, I've actually been on the trainer since the new year mm-hmm. and actually that's my plan for tonight is i'm gonna be back on the trainer um i've been watching as races have been opening i'm gonna kind of i know potentially miss some registrations just because some of them will fill up but i'm i'm a little more hesitant than i was last year last year i just kind of you know as as things opened up i just filled my season and then ended up not doing a single event the entire year this year i'm going to be a little more careful sure but um 
say that uh, everything's fine because it's 2021, man. Everything's fine. So yeah, uh, yeah as of last week, we're clear. <laughs> we actually we kind of talked about this um, in the upcoming in our interview with Alex, but uh, I'm I'm wondering what what race are you looking forward to most in the uh, 2021 season? Um, you know, barring everything is is. Uh, is operating okay? Barry, uh, absolutely. Barry Roubaix, Iceman. Um, hopefully, I'll get my training and get my legs back. I, you know, Sancho Two Hundred is such a cool, cool event that I obviously look forward to. But so I, I signed up for Mid South, which is yeah. not not in Michigan, and I. I don't know how what's gonna happen there. That is so early in the calendar. So early, yeah. and that's traveling across the country. I uh, I did I deferred mine from last year to this year, but I did not embrace this year's one yet, just because I don't see it happening. Yeah, Sheldon, I I was um, coming into 2021 full of uh, positivity and optimism, and, and you're I just really, dragged you you're down. really bringing it <laughs> right down, the, man. Right right into the gutter. <laughs> People don't listen to us to get depressed. <laughs> but for sure, Sheldon, as you mentioned, um, the majority of our riding and also racing um, will be indoors on Zwift for me, for you too. Um, you've been riding Zwift a little bit. And uh, our guest today has quickly become what I would consider a Zwift expert. Local Michigander and cyclist racer Alex Tennelshoff joined us to talk all about Zwift. And I'm sorry if you don't like Zwift, but that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> and deal we, with it. It's it's winter in Michigan. You have to deal with Zwift. <laughs> and we've talked about Zwift before. We've talked to Holden Camo, who was um, who is the Zwift national champion who participated in the the recent. Worlds, um, UCI Worlds Zwift Championship, which we uh, reference a little bit in this conversation with Alex. Um, but I am continually like impressed about how um, fun Zwift is, how fun the racing is, and how well they do um, to promote that, especially uh, during uh, COVID, but then during these winter months. And um, I saw that. Alex Tennelshoff has just been killing it in Zwift, like uh, all the races. He's been putting together a team, and his team has kind of gone through all the ranks to get up to the Premier League. And so he tells us all about what it took to get there, how he started on Zwift, um, a lot of the ins and outs, um, some of the the details about uh, racing and the uh, strategy, the technique. And um, yeah, we just have a really cool conversation about about racing and using Zwift as a as a training tool and a racing tool. Welcome back on the podcast, Alex Tennelshoff. Maybe part of what we'll talk about is me kind of leading up to that because they had they had qualifying events mm -hmm. to to be in the first season. And it was, it was funny because we were ranked 10th in the world at the time and we didn't even get an invite to these qualifying events. It's Zwift is kind of like the government and there's yeah. like a, all these weird, like nuance, like unless you're a pro team, you can just join whenever you want and like, Hey, we're UCI pro. We want to be in this league. And they're just like, okay, you're in. So, um, Do you, man, I mean, 
there's there's a lot of things in my on my in my brain right now. But maybe we should just get into it then. I mean, if we're already talking about it. Um, so the last time we talked with you was coming off your fifth place finish of uh, it, for the Mohican last year, 2020, which was a real race. Oh, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I feel like I've, no. now I'm worried about offending you. <laughs> no, it was which was so an outdoor race, a mountain bike race, and one of the no only race. races that happened um, in 2020. Um, and then um, since then, I feel like your focus has been a little different. And, uh, and then I saw that your newly formed Zwift team, or I guess, is, would you say newly formed? It, so the team has been around for two years. I joined the team last year, which you, you guys know Dan Yankus, right? Yeah. He from, mm-hmm. from OAM. So Dan was on this team and it, basically there was there's like this dad's inside riding trainers the dirt team on zwift there was a ton of people on that team and um there was also like indoor specialists and there was kiss racing team Mm -hmm. with finesse there was like all these different teams and they kind of like just exploded and they all created their own like smaller teams and um and so dan was part of like dirt and then he broke off and went with this finesse team and so the guy, the Johnny Rocket, if you've ever seen that, is kind of who started that that group and has since um, just not been as available to run the team. And so Dan was like, hey, Alex is on Zwift. This is someone, you know, he's really strong in, in Michigan. We should give him an invite to the team. And then since then, I've just was given more responsibilities and then um, kind of team director and kind of so i so it's been it's like my kind of one last november after iceman is when i joined the team okay um, so let's let's let we'll get into the team but actually let's back up a little bit with just your uh you getting into zwift because i know that you i mean you're relatively new to the whole platform and to the whole i mean racing scene of zwift so when did you begin using zwift for either training and then racing when did that how did that all happen yeah, so I, I used Zwift a couple times in 2018, but I still tried to do rollers that whole winter and Oof. really wasn't too serious about um, training. I had still just been on my own. And so it was really 2019. I had started with a coach and was like, okay, we're going to train hard this winter for a big 2020 campaign, obviously pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting into Zwift Um end of 2019 really um were you using it um kind of in combination with like training peaks and like just doing workouts um at that point or were you just riding free rides times um zones kind of things yeah so um so the the coach i work with is jason hess of kinetic kinetic fitness and so he just he emails me more workouts and I know that there's um, you know, training peaks or trainer road, but there there is workouts within Zwift. And I think you can build some workouts, but mm-hmm. I've never messed with that. I've always just done free ride or let's say I have like a 20 minute interval. I just hop in a race and do my interval in the race. It's just more engaging. And sometimes it's easier to, to, to finish the workout if you're kind of racing. And then you get that kind of competitive side of it too. Sure. Um, so, so you, yeah, I've just, you started, just the, free ride. you started the racing like right away then using that as yeah. your, 
Okay. Yeah. So I just jumped into it and I, <laughs> I remember I'm like, this is, this is dumb. This is fake racing. I, I had gotten dropped in the race and I'm like, this never <laughs> happens in real life. This is fake. <laughs> So yeah, there's some, there's some weird nuances to it that you had to figure out. And so I just was nonstop asking questions like, okay, how do you do this and this and this, and I don't understand the draft. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so there was a definitely a learning curve. Sure. I guess, from. I guess I was, so, yeah, the reason I was asking is because it probably took me 18 months before I had the guts to jump in a race and I just used it like either the workouts in there or just free rides, just, you know, doing routes and things. But, uh, it took me a long time before I wanted to jump in the race. So it's, it's funny that so you coming, just started coming it. from someone that's never done a Zwift race. What are some of the little, little tips that you've kind of picked up along the way that you wish you had known right off the get go going into Zwift racing? Whatever you know about outdoor racing, throw it out the window. <laughs> it's, no, so it, the the biggest things is that there is there you can draft on it. There there is a way for you to feel it, but you you really have to get used to the platform and understand that sweet spot for the draft and where to be. Like, so the the best spot is to be at the back of the pack, but you don't want to be at the back of the pack going into the climb because the climbs are all extremely punchy and those are the like climbs are the only pinch points in the race where people can get dropped usually. And mm-hmm. so you, you want to be in the back drafting, but then you want to move up right before that climb. Cause it's all momentum based and you want to be basically like out of your saddle, pushing the Watts before the climb. So you can use that speed and momentum going up, up it. And so it's, it's learning those things like, okay, time to draft. Okay. Time to move forward. And so with that, you have to know the courses and know that those points are coming up. Um, so there's like that, but it's also drafting on Zwift is completely different than drafting in outdoors because you're still pushing tempo or sometimes threshold in the draft and where outdoors you're, you know, you can, let's say 300 Watts outdoors in a draft is more like 200. So you're still working and you have to pedal like the whole time, even, (laughs) even downhill, you have to pedal or you get dropped unless it's like a certain uh, gradient and speed Uh that you're going. So it's, um, and there's even things like bikes. So getting into it, I didn't have all the best bikes. You had to level up to get the better bikes. Uh Um, like just the other day I had the tarmac and you were, you could hit the super tuck, but I was actually getting dropped in the super tuck because the bike is not as arrow. Um, (laughs) but we finished up a climb. So it was a great bike for the finish, but not for the, so the downhill, it's just like, okay, I can't super tuck. I have to actually pedal with this bike. So, um, it's, it's all those like little things like that. Um, so and then, so you're, strategy, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the last thing is just kind of like strategy with, um, with it and it drives people crazy because it's like, okay, Hey, I'm pushing 5.0 Watts per kilo. And I can see that the group is pushing, let's say 4.0, but they're catching me. But why I thought this was based on power, but they have like this blob speed. So the, like the physics of the game isn't quite the same as outdoor where this blob speed because there's constant like people surging at the front just very little surging because you can ride through people right you're not just in a pace line and so the constant surging creates a faster speed but so even though i'm off the front doing more power their speed is actually faster so it's it's stuff like that it's like i'm always like okay is the game based on speed or power because i i thought it was all this about watts per kilo but sometimes it's about 
being a heavier rider on flats with pure watts and not necessarily bigger watts per kilo. And then other times it's just, it, well, usually it's always purely based on speed. Speed, obviously you're going to go faster, but and I never know what creates speed. Is it watts per kilo or watts? So it's, it's all that stuff and trying to figure that out. And um, yeah, so those are all the things that you would have to know, which we can get into about building this team is a lot of people that are maybe newer to the platform that, Hey, here's the things that you need to know right away and that we can practice. And then mm-hmm. they jump into a race and they're successful right away. So it's. Yeah. Um, so, so you start training on Zwift racing on Zwift and um, pretty soon after that uh, Yankis um, hits you up and says, Hey, you want to join this team? Um, and then you start racing with the, it, what what's the team name at that point finesse yeah so it's always it's always just been like finesse and i mean there's other like we had wahoo for a little bit but they uh they dropped off basically so they they they're sponsoring the uci like they're their official esports sponsor now and cycling canada so they, they basically we aren't working with wahoo anymore but the finesse is kind of the brand of the team so um, we're currently the finesse rockets and that's after the, the initial founder who his Zwift name is Johnny rocket. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of paying tribute to, Hey, you started this and now we finally made it to this premier league, like the top echelon of Zwift racing. Um, with that, we're finally going to have custom in-game kits that we can wear. So we're nice. not just like, what kit are we going to wear? The Strava kits, the training <laughs> peaks kits. So it, we'll finally have like our own kit, which is really cool. Um, and so it's kind of just a tribute to him putting like the rocket in the, um, in the name, but yeah, finesse is essentially the, the brand of the team. Okay. And you, um, I, I mean, I think I saw through, um, I guess at the beginning of 2020, I kept seeing that you were racing a ton. Like how much racing did you put in then with, with the team or a part of the team or, or whatever in 2020? Yeah. So like on a weekly basis, sometimes three, four five times a week, you would hop in races. Um, there it's different because they're shorter races. So sometimes the races are only 20, 25 minutes, um, right. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, there's a, a Sunday kiss 100 K. So like a six, like a 60, 65 mile race that I would jump in to get the longer distance, um, work in, but a lot of them are, yeah, between 20 and 60 minute races. So they're still pretty short. They're more like crits than anything. Um, and, and then at what point as you are using these races as training and as like your tempo work and all of this, when did these become more serious to you as like, no, this is just not um, a big day of training for me. This is actually a race for me. Was that like right away or did it kind of evolve into something where you're, okay, now I'm going to actually focus on Zwift racing, not just using Zwift for a means to an end? Yeah, great question. And it was actually this summer. So the, the, from November, 2019 to the summer 2020 was all just, Hey, I got this, I got these intervals. I'm going to hop in a race or I'm, I'm exhausted, but I don't care. I'm just going to hop in the race because it's a big race. And this summer we finally got invited to the, the Joe Martin, the virtual Joe Martin stage race. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it was like, okay, we have these three races. You, 
and that was kind of the first point where I was like, okay, I need to be smart about my racing and not just, cause sometimes you'll be doing intervals. So you just sit on the front at a certain wattage and you don't care about, uh, about anything else. But now it's like, okay, I have to make sure I maximize that draft and, and I be smart about every spot on the course and, and strategy, et cetera. So it was that first time and, and it's because we were racing with some of the best on Zwift in that race. It was, I think 20 teams, it was invite only. Um, there was the guy who won it, um, Jordan chain. He actually, he's a UCI pro and he's now on our team. Oh, so um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. He, he was, on he was racing for the, his elevate UCI team at during that. And then, um, which we can get more into like how I built the team and how I came about talking to him. But, um, yeah, so then that was serious. And then, wait, did he, did he race worlds? Yeah, he did. did, he, did was, he broke the group at the end, right? He was probably the most aggressive rider. Yeah. Um, right. that last 5k he yep. was on the, he was drilling it. Yeah. So, um, that was their plan too. Cause they were trying to lead out Mateo for yeah. the win. That's, that's amazing. Soften some people up, but yeah. Um, so yeah, more on that, but, uh, yeah, so that was probably the first time. And then they announced this Zwift racing league to start in October. And it was like, Hey, here's this ladder system. So you have your Asia Pacific, you have your Europe and your America's time zones. And so basically the top A teams, the, of those three, were going to get promoted to this premier league. And they were going to take the bottom three teams of the premier league and relegate them out. Okay. And they were just, they're just going to keep doing that every year. And it's like, okay, finally, here's like, we've been asking Zwift to include us in these top echelon races for two years now. And, and me have, have been asking them for the last, you know, six, seven months and can't get anywhere. Here's our chance to actually earn our way in. They can't stop us. So we were kind of all in for that. And so that was, that was Tuesday night. So that was literally going to my coach and saying, Hey, switch my training so that I'm fresh for these Tuesday nights. And these are going to be taken seriously. Yeah. And like, these are, these are, you know, treat them like a, a Barry Roubaix or Iceman race every single week. Like we got to <laughs> be fully fresh for them. So, so talk to us then a little bit about, um, the format of those races. Um, for those of us that don't know, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the, um, are they like team time trials? Um, are they, individual and then you just kind of put the put the points together times together um and then um after you explain that tell us how how you did as as a team throughout that whole whole uh race series yeah so the it was a so first season the the premier league was did eight weeks and we for some reason we did 10 weeks but and it was alternating so it was uh, points race, scratch race, road race, whatever you want to call it one week and a team time trial the next week, <clears throat> the points races, you, the, the emphasis was on finishing points. And so you got points from first place to 30th place. And, um, the first, second, third were, you know, it was like 40, 35, 30, and then it was 27, 26, and then one point increments down. So those podium spots were more prestigious. Um, and then they would have like the KOM banners and the sprint banners as like preems, um, or like, hmm. just like the tour de France, you'd have those, those bonus sure. points. Yeah. Um, but they, they weren't weighted as heavily. So I think you got, it was like three, two, one or five, 
four, three, two, one. It was they they switched between three places and five places depending on how many bonus points were in each race. Um, and then the team and then okay, so and then you add up all those points, the finishing points and the bonus points, and you get you only got six riders per team though. Um, and so you add all those up, and the team with the most points from the race is awarded twenty series points. And so it it took it took me the first race to figure out that that was actually how it worked. So I was like, oh yeah, we won by a hundred points. We're way ahead. Like we're we got this already. <laughs> um, but then I finally figured out, no, you first place gets twenty series points for winning the race. Second place gets nineteen. So I'm like, oh, we're actually only one point ahead. And I was like, okay, I got to readjust my strategy for this. And then um, the the team time trials is just whoever wins gets those 20 points, second place is 19. And so, um, and then they, they did that for 10 weeks in a row. So five points races, five TTTs. And, um, and then it was supposed to be, okay, the top team at the end um, gets gets promoted. So but then they ended up splitting up Europe because they had so many teams registered. So they had to make an East and a West Europe. And then they also made an East and a West um, Americas. So now they have five leagues essentially, but they were only going to promote three teams. So now they're like, okay, now what do we do? We have to, we have to do some sort of playoff at the end of the year. And so uh, I had a team in the East and we also have a lot of West coast guys and so we had a team in the West and okay. we're like, okay, we're going to block this playoff. We're going to win the East and the West. So we don't have to do any playoff at all. And we did, we won the East and the West. Oh, and nice. then they were like, yeah, we're going to do a playoff. Um, and it was like Tuesday and they're like, yeah, we're going to do it for this Saturday, like the Saturday before Christmas. And it was like Saturday at seven o'clock at night. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This. <laughs> and and, and then in Europe had two different teams win the East and the West. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. But then the Asia Pacific didn't have a playoff at all. Like this isn't fair at all. And, I, and then they were going to include the top four teams in the East and the top four teams in the West. I'm like this is guys, this doesn't make any sense. We won the East and the West. We won the East by 20 points. Like we don't even have to race next week and we, we would still win. And, and so it literally went down to Friday. We did our weigh-ins and had our teams picked out and they're like, playoffs canceled. You're all promoted. <laughs> so, was, so the most stressful week of my life. And I'm like, okay, that's, and so they promoted both Europe teams. So instead of promoting three teams, they just promoted four. So for the first season, and then I, I think they're going to have a really good format for um, this second season for the community division, at least, which it sounds like they're going to do eight weeks now, same as the premier league, but the first six are for points. And then they're going to do like a playoff those last two weeks. And um, so it's kind of like uh, you go up to the first six weeks and I think maybe a lot of them, it's like the NFL, most of them will be eliminated and then there'll be like a few left those last two weeks to just sort it out, I guess. So uh, we don't have to worry about it because we're in the premier league now, but um, so so that's to answer the second part of your question. Sure. So that, yeah, that was the outcome of the race essentially. So we, yeah. I mean, we pretty much dominated every, we won every TTT. We dominated in the, uh, the road races. Um, and, and then we won the West as well. Um, that one was a little bit more close, but, um, yeah. So then, yeah, we want, we got promoted to the premier. So, so 
so going back just a little bit, uh, th- what's the development of the team? Uh, are you guys all on the same type of trainer, same bikes? Uh, how how is that structured in comparison to like an an outdoor racing team? Yeah, so there's there's not much structure there yet. Some of the teams we go against do have the same um, trainers or same bikes. Like there's a team sponsored by Saris. They're all on Saris, like H3s. Mm-hmm. The, the Canyon Esports team, they all have Canyon bikes and Wahoo trainers. They don't own any of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Wahoo and Canyon own them. And then they just return those products when they get their new ones. Okay. Um, or if you know, they left the team, they'd have to give those back. So it's like that sort of deal. Um, so we're, we're on a mixture of like Saris, um, the, the TAC X and Wahoo Mm -hmm. are like our premier team. We, our premier team can only be 10 people on the roster. And, and so we're on, I think those three trainers. Um, yeah, the, you, there's a, there's something called Zada, which is like Zwift anti-doping agency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we all had to do extensive testing, actually provide our best outdoor data for the last like six months. And we had to do the, the three sisters course and you had to videotape yourself doing the whole course. And I had to show your trainer, your power meter in the Zwift screen. Mm-hmm. And, and you had to do, so the three sisters, you do the forward KOM, the Epic KOM, and then the volcano. And you had to go pretty much all out on those. And so what they're looking for is that your race wattage that you've been doing is not substantially higher than you doing your max effort on those. Those max efforts should be higher than what you do in a race. Otherwise it's sort of a red flag. Mm-hmm. And then you're also, you're dual recording with a trainer and a power meter. And so for that roster, some guys on our team just use a power meter or they just use a trainer and they don't have a power meter. So they they couldn't be on the roster because you, they have to be able to dual record. So there's a lot of transparency that goes into this uh, upper echelon, which is why we wanted to get to that point too. Cause sometimes you hear the term like Z power rider, mm-hmm. which is essentially someone that doesn't have a smart trainer and they're using a speed sensor mm-hmm. to, to race in the game. And they, you, they can hold ridiculous wattage when they're not actually doing that. And it kind of break ruins the, the strategy a little bit. Like if you go on a breakaway or attack, they just chase you down. Like it's nothing. And it's like, ah, what's the point of attacking then? So, um, yeah, so there's all this like testing we had to do. We had to do lot or video weigh-ins. We had to do height checks because apparently your height actually makes a difference in the, in the physics of the game as well. Interesting. Um, yeah. Was and then, this, this was all for the initial premier league then that you, yeah, we, yep. So we just did this. We actually have a call Thursday to go over like results and any questions we have with the Zada like mm-hmm. verification group themselves. And, so, yeah, so that's just for that league specifically. They are actually dropping some of that down to the community division a little bit more, but it's more like an after the fact, like if something looks weird sure. or maybe if you podium, they're going to ask for your your weight verification or something like that. So they're incorporating it more. In certain race series, you're required to dual record to stay in the results. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're starting to incorporate that. And I know there's Zwift likes to be all inclusive to, for the community so that everyone can race and whatnot, but there's certain races where they're saying, Hey, these are such big races that we have to do something more because there's some, uh, legitimate, legitimacy questions 
for some riders sometimes, but Sheldon brought up, uh, you know, like, um, like the, the equipment versus like a, an outdoor team. Um, so like how is running a, a virtual team or a Zwift team the same as running a, a, a more traditional team or an outdoor team? Um, and how is it like vastly different? I'm interested in like sponsors and are there sponsors? Does that play a big role in it? Um, you talked about recruiting. I'm assuming the, the field is enormous now, like for, for Zwift, because you can recruit all over the world essentially, or I guess all over the country if you're, if you're, um, located in, in, uh, kind of zones or whatever, but, um, how, yeah. How is it like running a team now that you're running the team? Talk, talk about how it's how it's the same or different than than like a team that I would be thinking of in my mind. Yeah, so I think I don't think you can compare it to like a like a team here in Michigan or anything. I, I think if you're to compare it to like a bigger scale, and I guess I'm not sure how UCI teams are ran necessarily, but I know there's got to be a lot of logistics, and a lot of those teams from talking to like Jordan are sometimes doing six figure sponsorship deals with teams because I mean, a lot of those teams have wrapped team cars, they have spare bikes and they have a bike sponsorship where those bikes are being provided to them. So those are definitely more in depth and it's, um, I, I guess running this team is probably a little bit easier from a logistical standpoint and a, uh, a barrier to entry standpoint. Sure. And it's, it's more like, Hey, do you got a power meter? Hey, you got a smart trainer. Okay. That's all. <laughs> that's good. That's a good starting point. Um, but I, I, I don't think our team is quite to that point where we're give, getting free stuff or cash to support people. It's, you know, it's, it's on our radar to um, now that we have a couple of UCI guys on the team to maybe build that even more to, and, and there's some, like I said, some of them don't have power meters. So it's like, okay, Hey, can we get a power meter deal so that we're provided power meters for everyone? And we're all on the same equipment or, maybe this sponsor gives us cash. So in this person's like, yeah, I don't have a smart trainer. No, no problem. We'll get you one, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So that's there, that's down the road. Um, our, our kind of thinking is that we want to go to this premier league and maybe prove ourselves that we actually belong before we start asking for all that stuff. I mean, in a way um, that sounds pretty traditional to trying to get any sponsor, right? Um, even no matter what the kind of racing is, you have to prove yourself, prove your team, hopefully make a sponsor, notice you, and then hopefully get a little cash or, or, or you know, equipment or, or whatnot. So that sounds somewhat similar, right? Yeah. I, I think there's a big market for the sponsors for esports, though, um, but it's it's challenging. I mean, a lot of the sponsors in like UCI, I mean, you see, like if you watch on TV, you see their stuff and um, for, for this, I mean, you get your, you can get your sponsors on your virtual kit essentially. So if mm-hmm. there's any promotional stuff or, uh, roster announcements, you can show that stuff. A lot of the guys will live stream. Have you ever seen the Zwift live streams where you'll, you'll see like their little picture in the corner mm-hmm. and then you can see their Zwift screen screen, them racing it like picture in picture basically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have an overlay uh, which had, you know, it has like finesse on the top. And then it has, uh, we have, we're sponsored by FSA and Rudy project right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see like those sponsors on the bottom of the, of the stream. So we can do stuff like that. And, um, they're going to be on our virtual kits. And, um, I mean, a lot of the other stuff is just social media. Yeah. 
this is you said this is the first time with uh, virtual kits. You didn't have it for the earlier Premier or the earlier league because it wasn't Premier League, correct? Right. So yeah. no, because it was community, and it's it's pretty tough to get. Um, custom kits like you can either be like this huge club like if you have you ever done that like the a hdr the hump day rides mm -hmm. um which they're sponsored by giant so they have they're like this massive club or this group ride so zwift had gave them kits or um there's there's other like uci teams that have don't really race the premier league but they did like the virtual tour to france like rally so they made a rally kit and so there's, there's other ways to get it, but if you're just a regular community club team, you're usually not going to be able to get it unless you can fall into this premier league racing category or this massive like club Zwift promotional category. Sure. And you had mentioned it already, I think, but these are going to be, uh, uh, races that people can watch, right? They're broadcast like live on <laughs> like what Facebook or like Zwift. What? Yeah. What is it? What's it on? Yes. The, the premier league will be Zwift live. So it's the, the WTRL is world tactical racing league. They put on the community races. They have a whole website and all these algorithms to figure out results. They handle the community side of things and Zwift community live, uh, live broadcast those races on Facebook and YouTube. Um, but the premier league is just purely Zwift. They, they don't like anyone else to handle that stuff. Okay. So that that'll all be on Zwift live for YouTube and Facebook. So Monday, 2 PM or, um, to 2 15 PM. So this, this is coming January Monday. 11th. Yep. January 11th okay. at 2 15. If you aren't doing anything, you can always watch them, but if you want to watch it live, that's when it starts and they'll have a live broadcast of the, of the races on Zwift live. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can find, you can subscribe on YouTube or just hop on Facebook and you can watch that. You know, I, it, it may not be for everyone, but I've been surprised every time I've popped in and watched a race, um, a Zwift race, I've been very entertained. And I think it like a combination of the way that they work the, the camera shots and, um, and then when you have a couple good, uh, announcers are calling the whole race, it's like it, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely, um, something there and I, it's, it's worth, worthwhile to, to jump in and just, just watch it and see what, see what people think. Yeah. Well, there, there's like an attention span um, part to it as well. So that's why it's like, they're not like normal road races where you do like two, three hour races mm -hmm. or, or even five hours. Like, have you ever watched the tour de France from start to finish? No, I fall like asleep. A, like, like a stage. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, let me know when the mountains are the last 20 kilometers yeah, exactly. and I'll tune in. So the, yeah, these are usually like 30 to 45 minute races so that it's, you know, you can keep it people's attention during it, but yeah, they really do a good job. And it, and it is really about the announcer, which I really like the community guys, Nathan Guerra, and then Dave toll, who does the USA crits, mm -hmm. um, famous, you know, rate USA racing announcer and has all of the greatest sayings and they get, they get like super excited, like towards the finish of a race, which it's like, okay, I'm on the edge of my seat rewatching the race. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool that they do that. And then the other cool part is that, um, for the premier league, at least you're required to have a webcam. And so they'll send you a zoom link and you have to have your, your zoom essentially running through the webcam. That's amazing. So, 
So they'll, they can just drop in and say, Hey, let's go see how Alex is doing. And you'll see me suffering on the, <laughs> on there. And if I have my uh, computer up and running for uh, maybe Facebook live, I'll be able to hear them doing that. And so sometimes they can talk to you while you're actually racing, which can be kind of cool. Um, and obviously for, for anyone that's local, it'd be like, Hey, I know him. He's, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah. How does it work right. with, um, you say you have a couple of UCI guys on your team. Like, how does that, I mean, are they, are they still racing, um, pro or are they just now, now they're just focusing on Zwift? Are they doing both? And can they do both? And is that, I, I don't understand how that all works. Yeah, no, that's, I had to ask them the same thing. So, um, there's two elevate, uh, Webiplex pros, Adam Roberg and Jordan chain who are on the team. And, um, Jordan said that they actually negotiate indoor specific contracts within the elevate. So that elevate is they're they're not a Zwift team. And so they're purely outdoors and obviously there wasn't any racing happening. Um, and so the, maybe back up just real quick, all of our team is Canada or USA. So, um, the only racing that was happening was in Europe really this year. So, so none of those guys were racing and oh, yeah. Um, so they, they kind of negotiated like, Hey, I can race, um, indoor for anyone or have any indoor sponsors because elevate has like 20 different sponsors for outdoor. And the ones that we have might be different than what they promote. But so that was all negotiated into his contract that he could do whatever he wanted for indoor since they didn't have a, okay. an indoor specific team. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how that works, but they, yeah, so they race for us indoor and if racing comes back this year, um, it, it could change stuff with them and their availability, but for, for the winter, at least for this, this season, they're all in, which is exciting. So for, for yourself going forward, I know you're extremely involved in all of our local racing. Where do you see this as the world goes back to whatever normal it's going to be? after this when outdoor racing comes back how are you going to uh be prioritizing between uh outdoor race and an indoor race for for myself so there's not i i really don't think there's a lot of team directors that also race in the premier league i actually might be the only one um i'll I'll have to chat or actually no there's probably some so like you you talk to holden right from sarah's the pros closet holden is one of the i think team directors for that team um or matt gardner and they both race Mm -hmm. so there's there's a couple but um yeah, there, we have some guys on our team, though, that are literally just indoor. Like uh, one of our guys on our roster is in New York. He just really can't ride outside that much. Like he's downtown New York. So he just does Zwift. And so there, there still might be some guys if they have some racing at this level in the summer that could still carry on that torch. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go outdoors 100%. <laughs> Um, but, but I can still like manage the team. Obviously I just won't be on the platform racing and it was different this year because we didn't have racing, but, um, and I, and I haven't heard for season three of the premier league, which is obviously, um, that we're, we're about to start season two, but I would hope that they weren't, aren't like, yeah, season three is going to be from April to July. (laughs) And on Mondays, it's like, okay, you're going to root. That's then I can't do anything on the weekend yep. because you have to, you know, save yourself for that Monday. And then <laughs> there's also out. So I would, I would hope that they're like, okay, season three starts in October or something like that. Like sure. 
a couple seasons during those winter winter months, which it's not everyone that races doesn't have the same winners as we do in Michigan. Yeah. So, um, but, I, but I still think like the, the road scene, which is kind of what this is modeled after is the road scene kind of takes that break in the winter. And then, then they start kind of back up their campaign, right? The, I can't, I never can remember what the last race is for the road calendar, but, um, what, like Michigan the, or the pro no, no, like the, like the UCI, oh, so, oh, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, isn't it the uh, is it the Vuelta? Well, the Vuelta is, like is the, the last uh, Grand Tour, um, and I think usually that kind of caps off the entire year. This this year or twenty twenty was was weird, and I think they had some yeah. some lingering like single day races after that. Um, yeah, so I would hope that because the UCI is now obviously getting so they had the World Championships this year for the first time, so the the UCI is getting more involved, and Zwift is partnering with them. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would think they're going to start following that calendar, especially we, um, so there's UCI teams in this premier league. So I would assume for them to kind of satisfy those teams as well, that they would kind of follow the same road calendar as the outdoor season. And so these premier leagues would be, uh, during the off season, if you will, for them. Yeah. So that that's the hope. So we, kind of really got into the weeds there about a lot of things about the details of racing and and what it you know all that let's let's just kind of talk about Zwift as a whole and the opportunities it gives people and um you know I like even the th- between the three of us I think it 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 kind of shows the versatility of Zwift um, I know Sheldon, you, you get on Zwift every once in a while, right? You, you don't, you don't a couple love, times a week. you don't love to use it. Um, but if you, but <laughs> if you have to use it, you'll use it. And yeah. And you have a, uh, a traditional trainer with a speed sensor, correct? Uh, power meter on a fluid too. Yeah. You do have a power meter. That's right. Yep. So, yep. so, um, so that's like an interesting setup that, you know, you're kind of using mostly outdoor equipment it's about as simple as you can get. Yeah, yeah it's a, I guess stages power meter on a on a road bike down on the trainer in the basement. But it gets the job done, and and yep. uh, and then I've been Zwifting for a little bit. I actually I I upgraded my my trainer to a direct drive um, kicker core, and racing a little bit here and there. So I'm I'm using it a little more than just the training, a little bit of the racing. Um, but, uh, but I actually, I, I really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm on it quite a bit. Um, and then on your end, then you, you're going all the way to the, uh, the highest end of the, the competitive side. And I just think it's interesting how the, and then, I mean, even there are, there are people that are using it that, um, it's just like it, it, the door is open to a lot of people, you know, and what it's not just for co- competing, it's for weight loss. It's for just getting people to ride. It's safe. Um, do you see what, I mean, what do you see? You answered Sheldon's question very quickly. I'll, I'll be outdoors as soon as I can. Um, <laughs> but like in terms of the future of Zwift, like what do you see, not just for you, but for the opportunity? I mean, maybe it's not just Zwift specifically. It's just like e-racing or e-sport or, or that. Like, do you see... <laughs> What kind of opportunities do you see in there? Like, there, there's a lot of opportunities, and, and Zwift is the main platform, but it's not the only. There's other. There's RGT. There's um, uh, they changed their name, but it's basically CVRcade is what it was called. 
Uh, I think it's Veloton maybe now, but Zwift is definitely the biggest platform with the mm-hmm. most users. Um, but there are, there are others out there, but it's, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of people like my wife will ride on Zwift. And so we'll do, we have like side-by-side um, TVs and we run ours through Apple TV actually. Yep. Um, and I got her the kicker core. And so sometimes I'll just do be doing a recovery ride and um, we'll hop in the ride together and ride next to each other, but also ride virtually together um, oh, cool! As well, so that's that's really fun. Um, my, you know, like my my dad and my brother are on the platform. I know other people's parents have hopped on the platform, and um, the, a lot of them are just doing like the uh, the the wheel on speed sensor type setup. Just a, a pretty easy barrier to entry, um, and those trainers are pretty easy to get nowadays because they're um, with all the new smart trainers that people are trying to upgrade. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, there, I think there's lots of opportunities. I know there's still a lot of opportunities for the racing side of things as well. I mean, they're, they're even talking Olympics, which, Holy cow. I mean, yeah. So the, 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 I mean, the world championships was a, was a good stepping stone, um, for them to, to host that. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they didn't do the national championships this year. Um, Holden gets to hold on to that for another year. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, but that honestly, what that is, cause it's easy enough to just say, okay, here's a race. We're going to label it this, but there's a lot of governing bodies involved in that as well. Like USA cycling or, or UCI that, um, I guess have to give approval. So there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff, but, um, yeah. So they I mean, they're talking about putting esports in the Olympics. So yeah. there's, more to come on that. And then I think with the transparency going into the racing to level the playing fields or make them more fair even. And, but there's, you, you know, the categories, right. For racing, there's the A, the B, the C, Mm -hmm. the D. So there's a lot of, I mean, you don't have to just hop into the A race and get, get destroyed. There's different levels. Um, You you mentioned that your, your brother and your dad are on it. And that's what like my family uses it that way. I mean, we're all over the country and we have like a, a brother meetup and we just, you know, it has that rubber band feature that keeps you all together no matter what Watts you guys are doing. And uh, that's a lot of fun. So we get, jump on Discord, which is the the um, the app where you can all talk to each other like a group chat or whatever. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a good way. Like it, th- that's when it becomes like a social platform more than just a, like a, a training platform now are you seeing uh governing bodies like usa cycling have they embraced it is it i mean all three of us race in the gravel world and we we know how gravel has had uh not the best relationship with usa cycling but have you seen usa cycling and uci uh governing bodies embrace indoor indoor uh racing yeah, no, there was actually a USA cycling series that was more like the first one was this summer as well, mm-hmm. which um, that that actually might have been before the Joe Martin virtual stage race. So they, they started that and that was really big, actually, when they first did it. And then it kind of just fell off and they, they I think they still have the series. I think it's on Wednesdays, um, but I just don't think it's got as much um as many people showing up as it mm-hmm. did. It, it was really well promoted and hyped up initially. And then it kind of just trailed off there, but yeah, they, they've seemed to embrace it as well. Um, 
because they're on that world championships race, there was a lot of governing bodies that did not want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, they had, I don't know if you guys watched it, they had wild card riders that they could put into the race, but it, but the countries didn't want to get represented for whatever reason, those governing. Oh yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't remember if like, I even think like, uh, great Britain was one that they didn't want to have a team or something like that. And so the, and I might, I might be off. I'd have to check, but, um, no USA cycling totally embraced it. And we had, I think the biggest teams for the guys in the gals in the race, as far as, um, how many people we could bring to the, bring to it. Um, Sheldon mentioned gravel and I, 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 I kind of talked about this with Holden, but Holden doesn't ride outside at all. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but um, I, I see kind of a, uh, a a similarity between gravel racing and and Zwift racing or indoor racing, and mostly because I gravel racing to me is it, it's an embracing of everyone, and anyone can jump in the line. You can race the same race that a pro can and um and still have a great time it's 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 just it's open to everyone and i kind of see uh zwift racing or or indoor racing to be similar i and i think as you see a popularity of gravel it totally makes sense to me that you're going to see a popularity of indoor racing and they they see on paper they look totally different but i i feel like they're very very similar yeah, no, they, they totally are from like the standpoint of you can, I mean, just think about like, so the world championships was only a couple people that got to go, but like, let's say Holden, for example, like he was pretty pumped about it. I mean, he got to line up virtually, but next to Rigoberto Uran yeah. and Lawson Craddock and a lot of those big like names that we know from the tour. And how, how cool is that to be in like the same race as those guys and gravel, you can do the same thing. You can just show up. There's no categories. There's no licenses. You can just, um, you know, hop in. And so, yeah, that's a lot of similar. I thought you were talking about the fact that you ride into a headwind nonstop on gravel. And that <laughs> <it's really hard>. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's a lot of similarities there too, where it's just like, Oh, it's never ending. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's similar too. Um, <laughs> Barry Roubaix, two thousand nineteen, just wind, all, all wind. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's something about I don't know. And and again, like I'm a fan of the indoor racing. I'm a fan of Zwift, but I I feel it's it's a little punk rock, right? It's kind of like screw this other stuff, screw the racing outside, or I'm not even gonna care about it. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna. I'm going to hole up in a basement and just, uh, just push crazy Watts because I like, who cares? You know, I just, like it, it's totally fascinating to me and, and to see it, how it just blew up. And I know COVID had a big, a big impact on that. And it was, it was like a, a positive thing in that, in that sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I love to see it just keep building upon itself and getting more and more popular. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's super cool. Um, the The thing that actually makes it so when you had reached out initially, you would mention like building a competitive Zwift team, which um, being on a team actually makes it that much more fun too. And you mentioned Discord, so we use Discord for everything. We have well, probably like twenty five different channels to mm-hmm. keep everything organized. Um, 
And uh, so, you know, we'll have like, here's our wait, weekly race schedule. Who's going to hop into this race and this race. And sometimes we'll have like 10 people in the race and we'll all be on the discord chat. And it's like, okay, here's the general strategy. And um, it's been really fun to try to take some of the, the outdoor strategy and implement it into Zwift while also keeping in mind all those nuances of Zwift to almost try to try to beat the game, if you will, hmm. like, okay, here's the goal. We're going to, we got to get a breakaway. We have to beat the game essentially because breakaways never happen right. with. So <laughs> it's always like, okay, what can we do to get, to get that to happen? Or like we have a sprinter on our team. So it's like, okay, worst case it's, we, we leave it down to the sprint. And so it's been implementing a lot of outdoor strategies into Zwift as well. And we all know the platform and the courses so well. So we know like where the points are, like you don't attack on the climb, you attack on the flat before the climb. So it's already strung out going into it. And it's kind of like that rubber band and you wait for it to snap and you can see in the, the corner, like yep. the, like the dots all spread out. I'm like, Oh, yep. it's going to snap any second. And then, <laughs> So, and we're all, we're all chatting on discord and like, okay. And at, at minute 36, you four attack and it's like coordinated attack. So it's cool. Cause you can't do that in outdoor either. You sure. can't be like, Hey, Adam, you know, <laughs> Hey, we're going to attack. And so it, It's like the other teams don't know it's coming. So it's, it's really fun from that standpoint. And um, the team's great. Cause they're, you know, we're all like-minded and we all um, you know, we want to have fun, but we want to win. So it's kind of cool because everyone's just like, you know, where, where do you need me? What, what do I do? And everyone's pretty unselfish from that standpoint to, uh, you know, put a dig in or chase a break or something to get the team win. And, you know, it's like if, if one person wins, we all win, which makes it really fun. There is a, uh, a female team, right? Yeah. For, for finesse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, we recently started the the female team for the season one. Is um, it now? Is it the finesse Rockettes? Rockettes, yeah. The, <laughs> one, of the, one of the girls was like, "Hey, can, let's be the Rockettes instead." So we, yeah, we just made. It's like two different teams technically, but sure. it's, yeah, all the same. So, and again, I think that's. Um, I mean, just like any racing, but uh, a lot of the if, if people aren't familiar with Zwift, you're not jumping in with everyone, or just like people of the same like wattage or whatever they have female specific um races and i'm, I'm sure that the whole the leagues are kind of set up that way as well yeah they have they have women's and men's i think for new for season two you can do mixed teams but hmm. they still have a women's only okay as well and then outside of the league the women our women actually hop in a lot of the men's races to simulate some of those races or they do it for training like okay hey if i can hang on to the men as long as i can uh, that's going to make me better. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's really it, fun. Anything else about your team, any sponsor stuff or more about racing? I don't know what else we could, what else we could <laughs> talk about, but are there any other details that you wanted to, to chat about or, or let us know about? No, not, not really from, from sponsors or anything. I just know like, um, yeah, like it's, it's been fun. Cause I got, more of the responsibility for the team. And, um, I think I counted nine, so nine out of the 10 riders on the premier league team, I, I recruited to the team, which is really cool from where it started. So I was probably one of the top two riders on the team back in the summer at that virtual Joe Martin. And now I'm, you know, I'm like number seven or eight on the team at, at any given day. So, 
Uh, a lot of strong riders around Canada in the U.S., all over the U.S. as well. So how did you how did you go about like uh, uh, recruiting them? I mean, especially if there weren't it's not like Dan Yankis or someone that, you know, um, how did how did you go about mm-hmm. um, getting them on your team? Yeah, there, there's definitely a, a good handful of Michigan guys on the team for sure. OK, Um like, like Kellen and Dan, and, uh, if you know, Nick DeHaan, Ralph Buckingham, like those guys are on yep. the team, the, like the Joe Thomas, Dan kind of guider, the Kalamazoo guys mm-hmm. They're So there, there's a few of those guys, but then like the, the really big players, like, like Jordan chain from elevate who he basically did virtual Joe Martin. And he's like, okay, I love this racing. Isn't happening outdoors. And he really, he went to a lot of the, the top teams to ask how he could get in. And it, and it was, it was actually really strange. Cause they, um, they were basically like, yeah, we don't have room for you on our roster. And hmm. it's like, this is a UCI pro. What do you mean? You don't have room for them. And then he messaged me and I was like, yeah, we'd love to help you. He, he basically wanted to figure out the game, like what we were talking about earlier. Like, what are the things that you wish you knew? Yeah. So he, he, he won the, the overall GC at this race, but it was like, I still have so much to learn. And so he worked with us to, um, and we actually did a lot with Jordan to get him ready for the world championships as well. Like with the, with the Zwift racing league and those races that we did and strategy and uh, the, the courses and knowing the pinch points and stuff like that. So that was really cool to work with him. And um, so, yeah, just kind of gave him a shot. And then he's thankfully just a super down to earth guy. And just uh, our team's really fun. We, in our discord channel, we, uh, you know, we're, we're posting a lot of gifts and having fun with it and joking around. So it's, um, it's definitely like, like there's not like contracts in place on our team. So any, anyone could just leave anytime they want and go where they want, but for the most part, people stick around cause it's fun Yeah, and we make it a fun environment and we kind of all have the same goals. So, um, so I, I kind of just used that to reach out to people and basically, are you familiar with the Zwiftpower.com? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. For, for the rate. So if you race, you got to sign up for Zwift power to actually. So it's funny. Cause like some people will get like third place in a race on the Zwift app, mm-hmm. but their Strava will be like, yeah, first place. And some people are like, what are they talking about? So Zwift right. power is like the governing body for Zwift racing. And that's where the results are posted. And so you have to, you have to sync your Zwift account with Zwiftpower.com and okay. sign up. For Which that race. is Zwift power. Like, what it, it's like a website it feels like a website that was made in 1998 <laughs> it is it's, so it, uh, yeah it needs some work and then so there was a couple guys that actually created it that are big into zwift racing and i guess zwift probably bought it off of them and now zwift owns zwift power really and i always so, thought it was just a third party thing it was for the longest time it was okay. just recently took taken over by zwift and they're yeah they're basically I think there's like 80,000 power metrics that need to be processed still. So I have like, I've done like four races that have, yeah, they, it has my result, but it doesn't have any of the power with it. Right. So, they just sit in queue for a long time. Yeah. I've been yeah, noticing I, that. Who, who knows? Someone said they just switched to AWS or something. So I don't know if that's, you know, slowing it down, but it's, yeah, there's a bunch of, so Zwift power is cool. Cause it breaks down your best, your 20 minute, your five minute, your one minute. So you can see like your best efforts in the race and, Right. Um, and I, I've, uh, when I first started racing, um, I kind of ran into it because I was racing bees 
and then I raced a race that was like over the the threshold, and so I was like, "Sweet, I I won a race." And then Swift Power said, "Nope, we kicked you off of off the bees because you exceeded the the wattage," which was I don't know, kind of felt cool too, but. <laughs> So, so I use that right to, and then it has the, it ranks all the teams, but it ranks individuals. So I just went in through that list and I was like, okay, who's not on a team that's ranked really high. But, um, but then I did my research. You, you click on their profile. They have a Strava, like I'm researching and looking at their data and like my Zwift power profile, it shows like, Hey, here's my teams I'm on. Here's my sponsors. Here's my power meter. Here's my trainer. Here's my best outdoor efforts. Here's my last weigh-in. Like I'm very transparent on there sure. and a lot of people don't have any of that stuff. So sometimes it's like, Hey, I've raced you before you did really well. Would you be interested in joining the team? Yeah, I'm interested. And then it's like, okay, before just saying yes and having them join, we're, we're a team that's about transparency. So it's like, okay, what trainer are you on? What do you use as a dual source or like, because uh-huh. Yeah, we don't want to be that team that's out there just like letting necessarily anyone join and then they have like uh, faulty equipment or um, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a lot of checking on that stuff and then but kind of being a cultural fit too. like we we're really not like looking for just like mercenaries or anything. Sure. So <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, though, it sounds like it's essentially scouting. You're scouting, you're, you're checking out different races and different riders and just seeing who would, who would make a good fit. And, um, but just, yeah, well, it's, just it's building a, a team for all the, the, the courses too. So it's like, okay, I need a couple sprinters. I need a couple, you know, um, pun, punchy, punchers. If that's how you say it. Like the, like the punchy finishing riders, um, like those one minute climb finishes there and then need some climbers for the climbing races, need some TT specialists. So it was a lot of that too. And just like analyzing data and looking at, um, you know, power to weight ratios and, but also like not just looking at your 20 minute, okay, who has the highest 20 minute that's out there, but it's also, okay, your, your one minute is a greater ratio and Zwift power will tell you what they're ranked. Like, so they're 20 minute, they could be like the 90 percentile, but they're one minute, they're like 95th. So it's like, okay, they have a decent 20 minute, but they have an even better one minute. So they're going to be really good for this type of course. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of looking at that. And then, um, and it was certainly a lot of no's from people too. Like, Hey, I'm not interested or, but, um, yeah, I think we found a pretty good squad that checks a lot of the boxes. So very cool. Um, I am. I am excited and nervous all at the same time for this season to see like, cause we've been racing in the community, but we've been racing some of these people like Holden, like I've jumped in a race with Holden before and, you know, been with him the whole race until the sprint. But, um, and so, but it's like, okay, here, this is a race with all of the best people and it's going to be super ha- fast and super hard. Sure. So yeah. It, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on the roster for the first race. You so you get a ten person roster, and but only five get to race each week. So I am okay. The the course suits me as one of the five. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm pretty nervous. I hope I don't get my doors blown off. On, <laughs> Fantastic on a live broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's great though. Well, very cool. I have I have one more question. Um, if not if so, let's assume that. Uh, the outdoor racing season looks a little more regular this year. What is, uh, what is the race you're looking to the forward to the most, 
um, for 2021 for an outdoor race. Just switching, oh. switching things around here. That's a good question. Um, I made a, I don't have it on here. A spreadsheet. Jeez. Oh, I, I made a tentative race schedule. Um, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you my Michigan one. And I'll also tell you my out of state one. Perfect. Cause I, Perfect. Cause I don't think I can just put my finger on one. Um, but so, so I have obviously a lot of the gravel stuff on here, but the, so if it happens, the out of state one is, um, I think I'm looking forward to doing the, the Joe Martin stage race for real. Okay. Um, the, the profile I think suits me well, cause it's not a ton of climbing, although I've kind of formed into more of a climber. I feel like I, or at least I enjoy it more since I've lost a bunch of weight, but, um, but that it's, yeah, I think that one suits me well. So if that happens, otherwise it's, I, I think I'm focusing on the stage racing. I really like that, like two, three day format. And I, um, cause there's a lot of guys that are good just one day, but my training is kind of focused on being able to do it and and you see it from Zwift because you asked me like you race like three four times in a week sometimes three days in a row and so yeah it's been able to do it again and again but sure. hands down so if I had to pick the my uh, one race but for sure Michigan it's Barry Roubaix of and course. especially with it being moved to October mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an awesome time to have that race yeah. um, and I think our base media team is like you said, we have a lot of really strong guys, but they're not all cat one. So like if it was a road race, they couldn't all race on the same race as us, mm-hmm. but because it's gravel, we can all line up together. And I think we have a really good roster. Um, you know, like Jordan Wakely joined base media. So we have Jordan. I didn't know and, that. Oh, that, yeah, that's so news. <laughs> so we have Scotty and Jordan and Ralph oh. and, and myself. <laughs> Look <for> out. <laughs> so in like those big teams, like the, the, the domestic elite road teams like CCB and um, Matt Stevens team um, in first internet bank, like showed up uh, two years ago at Bissell, et cetera. So I think we have yeah. a good team for that. So I'm um, and that's like for how I've, I've shifted my training this year. So I normally take off in December and I, I was like, Hey, let's, let's keep it going since I haven't really done a ton of racing. Um, let's go through this premier league. So I'm, fr- I'm still good for that. And then let's take a break after the premier league. And then, so we'll get training going back so that I'm kind of ready to race again in the summer when mm-hmm. racing would hopefully presume, uh, or resume. And then, um, should be kind of peak form come October. So I think, I think a lot of people have Barry Roubaix though on their list as the, oh. the one that they're looking forward to. For sure. I think a Def- lot of people definitely, miss- definitely mine. So, and Iceman, of course. That's, I mean, who doesn't love Iceman? Well, cool, man. Appreciate it. Alex, great talking, man. Oh, wait. I have, I have, I have something before you go. Um, I don't know if you have your phone with you, or, but I just sent you a little thing. And I was wondering if you could, I, I wanted to open up the, uh, the whole episode with this little, <laughs> this little thing that I was hoping that you'd read real quick. You just want me to read it? Just read it. <laughs> Warning. The following conversation includes topics on indoor cycling, virtual racing, and Zwift. Deal with it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
I think, I mean, I think we're beyond the point where we have to apologize for talking about Zwift, but I don't know. I mean, so I, I have an, an honest question going forward. If for the people that just do not ride outside and are only doing trainer stuff, are they going to be the new triathlete? Like they show up to the group ride and everyone's like, Oh, that person can't handle their, they got the legs. They just don't, don't have the bike handling skills. Oh, yeah. are, are, are we going to see, are, see That's... a transition of a triathlete to Zwifter? Yeah. It's uh, like, be careful. Yeah. There's a Zwifter. <laughs> yeah. It's got the legs, but watch that bike handling. There, there's a lot of triathletes that have taken to Zwift and are super strong. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because there is a lot of guys that are on the platform that are like, and that's, that's kind of the frustrating point for a lot of us. It's like, they're a cat three. They don't have any results at all, but they're like this God on Zwift, but it, <laughs> it's just a fat, like they just, maybe they don't have good pack handling skills in a race or something, but they can produce this power and the platforms based on power essentially. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a kind of these people coming out of the woodwork that you otherwise aren't like kind of scratch your head about like, um, and then, and then like you have these cat ones who come to the platform and they're like, I'm getting dropped. I don't understand this. Right. And, uh, like I saw Jordan, he was in like a B race and he did like 400 Watts or something. And he, he lost by like two minutes. And, uh, he, he probably didn't realize that the start is like a sprint out of the gate too. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is that you start sprinting basically out right from the start. Like you're, you're sprinting before the, it even hits zero. So it's, it's kind of wild. So if you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to roll out into this race. It's like, no, you're already dropped. It, it, it hurts so bad. <laughs> that, that first few, like that first minute is just brutal. Especially yeah. if a lot of people are there and they're really pushing the, Oh yeah. Pushing the, it. the more people, the worse it is. But yeah. So no, your, your little thing is funny. Cause there's certainly a lot of people and I see it on people's Strava's like still better than Zwift. Like, Oh yeah. Or like ice storm doesn't matter better than Zwift or something like that. I, I see some people and it's like, you know, to, to each their own. I, I love it. I did 15 hours purely Zwift last week. And Jeez. so I've just, I, I'm at the point where it's just a switch. Like I'd obviously love to go outdoors, but I'm fine riding on Zwift. I'm on a team. I hop like if I'm not racing, we're doing group rides or meetups and we're still hopping on discord and we're just chatting about whatever during our training ride, which is, you know, makes it go a lot better. Um, or go, it makes it better and makes it go a lot faster too. the whole ride. And the next thing you know, you've done two hours. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's great. I'm a fan of it. Sheldon is kind of a fan of it. I don't know. I don't want to put (laughs) words in your mouth Sheldon. I'm, I'm gonna ride the trainer tonight so okay there you go but uh i do what i have to <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the, the only other thing is uh i guess from a promotional standpoint so finesse leads a group ride on zwift on wednesdays at 6 20 p.m eastern okay it's called the finesse rockets base ride it's uh 75 minutes and it's usually pretty much somewhat of a flat course it's essentially a base so it's usually like a zone two ride and we have a we have an open discord channel so anyone can just join it and can chat while riding so um it's on zwift under events so you can go Mm -hmm. find it if you ever want to join and uh, i'm usually a ride leader on there so okay perfect thank you yeah great so maybe we'll maybe we'll see out there but otherwise uh definitely um check out the zwift live if you get a chance for the race um Mm -hmm. coming up and 
just don't make fun of me if I get dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe what we should do is wait, Sheldon, maybe we should wait. And if you get dropped, then we won't release the episode. We'll just, (laughs) it's like, Ooh, no, no, now we're really promoting it. (laughs) (laughs) This guy drops me outside, but look at him get dropped inside. (laughs) As I'm sitting there with like a bag of Cheetos, just shoveling them in my mouth. Like, come on. (laughs) Well, cool. Alex, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, Zwift is interesting. All of this is interesting. And then the fact that uh, you're a local Michigan guy, like I, I felt like we had to talk to you. So um, keep it up. Keep uh, keep up the results outside and definitely inside too. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, hopefully, maybe we'll catch you on Zwift, but hopefully we'll see you out, outside soon. Definitely. That's, oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Need some gravel in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, man. All right. See you guys. Take care. See ya. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast or email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. Call our hotline 616-522-2641. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by Trevor Gibney. Sheldon Little handles the social media, graphic design, and of course, bad decisions. And thank you to Alex Tennelshoff for joining us on this episode. And whether you're riding up the mountains in Watopia or the gravel roads in Michigan, keep your chain clean. But get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.